Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. I believe we're on episode six now. I'm your host, Nathan Talon, and with me today, to my right... My name is Nicholas Talon. I'm part of the Talon Brothers. Welcome to the podcast for episode six. Should be a fun time. And to my left... I'm Tyler Bourne. That is all. And going to be a little bit uh, shorter of an episode this week, but still some interesting stuff to talk about. Still some interesting movies to talk about and a couple bangers of trailers to talk about. So let's get started. First thing I have down, a little interesting piece of news. Alec Baldwin in and then out of the Joker movie. Great news within a couple hours of each other. Good times (laughs) over there. I just don't think it matters. I mean, it happened so fast. It'd be such an inconsequential role anyway, wouldn't it be? I mean, what, he'd be five minutes of screen time, like an extended cameo? Like, why does it matter if he's in it? Could be anybody. Yeah. Just get a what's-his-name back for some consistency. Uh, The comedian and Watchmen. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Get him back for some consistency. I don't know what. Like, apparently people were mad, too, because, like, the character description came out. It was saying like he was like some d bag of a guy and everything, but then you got to remember the whole movie's Thomas through, Wayne. yeah. But it's like the whole movie is through Joker's eyes. Like it's how he views Thomas Wayne. It's how he views all these people. So I was completely fine with it. Who cares if Alec Baldwin's in and out? Is I this think in the DC universe, who knows anymore? I don't know. Who cares anymore? Pretty isn't, much. Isn't DC releasing a streaming service? Yes. I can't wait till they announce a movie and then they go only on the streaming service. It's gonna the two. And there's it makes a couple, ten dollars in revenue. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple exclusives already announced, but it's TV. You got the Teen Titans show. You got Doom Patrol, and then something that I'm excited for, but I would just use the free trial. Young Justice season three. That would be cool. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. DC is losing me every single <clears> bit of the way. The guy who's directing this. Um, what else did he direct? It was something like that kind of gives me hope a little bit, but I, maybe I'm just tweaking and someone was saying something on Reddit that made me have a little bit of hope. And then, but I'm, I have, I think Joaquin will do a good job. I think the whole era that they're aiming for and stuff like that will be good. So we'll see. I hope it's just not involved with the actual universe. that's already set up already. Yeah. I'll go see it. Yeah. Yep. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Good podcast today. <laughs> Quiet. I just don't care about that bitter news at two. all. We had a little bit of info on it last week when in regards to Michael Bay's production house. But Quiet Place 2 officially announced May 15th, 2020. I don't know why we need it. What? Yeah, whatever. Like, the first one was good. It's a good movie, in it, but it's not the kind of movie that needs a sequel. We don't need to know yeah. more about Let's the world. Let's get a sequel and, to Quiet Place, and guys. I, I understand it from a business standpoint, but it's just kind of upsetting uh, that they see the money and now they're going after it without any regards for just good stories. Even Crazy Rich Asians, which instead of taking the initiative and just making more movies like that, they're just going to make a sequel to you Crazy know Rich in, Asians. Did you know in Germany when it's it released, just crazy it was rich. Crazy Rich? Yeah, I heard about that. That's what. It should, yeah, that's what. That's what it should be called, right? Oh yeah. Why? Why not? Why? What's wrong with Crazy Rich Asians? I don't have a problem with either. I'm just wondering why they switched it for a different country. So that it appeals to more people in that country because, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, There's a lot of weird I'm wondering. Things. I'm just wondering why they switched it. Like in China, they got to censor skulls and stuff from, like, American stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so Quiet Place 2, I... It, it, I, maybe it'll be good. I think John Krasinski's coming back, right? 
to direct or and write. Well, you can't star in it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> spoiler. Oh no! We'll have Devin to bleep that out. In oh no! I don't care. Uh, preemptive spoiler warning for Quiet Place. <laughs> but we'll see. I it, it has the potential to be interesting. I feel like it'd be more of like an action thriller than a horror thriller. Do you think it is it going to star Emily Blunt and the kids, or is it going to be just a whole new family or something? I'd like it if it's a whole oh, different yeah, family. That would be, be more interesting for me. Really? But I have a feeling it's just going to follow Emily Blunt and the kids. Mm, yikes. Just because of the star power. Yeah. Or, or maybe they'll come across another family. Like the family starts off, and you're following another family, and then they come across them. And, and then, then they just make it comes at night, too. Yeah, because that was that was better than a quiet place. So I disagree. Uh, let's I agree. continue. I agree with you. Let's continue. Robert Zemeckis, The Rock, Hawaii, Kamehameha. <laughs> Movie. How do you say it? I don't know. You know how to say it. Kamehameha. Kamehameha. What's that about? It's like um the it first ruler epic. of Hawaii, something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm down with hope, Robert Zemeckis. I hope it's good. Robert Zemeckis tends to make good movies except for We Are Arwen. Yeah, we, we Are Marwen. Marwen. Hey, you haven't seen it yet. It does not look good. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. But a big epic, Hawaii, The Rock, I'm in. I'll say the Marwen or Arwen <clears throat> or Merwin. I think it looks <laughs> I think it looks different, which I guess that could be good in itself. I think it looks bad different, though. Like... The jokes don't land. I don't. I don't know. It's not going to be Steve Carell's Oscar movie this year. A beautiful boy. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. I I like the idea of it. Uh, Hawaiian epic. Um, Rock seems pretty buff to be a ruler, but maybe he was a ripped dude. No, back he in wasn't. The day. I saw a photo of him. Is is Rock gonna get into that shape for the role? He would never give up his branding. Correct. But this could be the Oscar movie for him. What if get, do you those, think it's, get those words out of your mouth? Do you think? Do you think I, everybody wants his muscles are the best part about it? Do you him. think it's a serious movie? Yeah, okay. I think it'll be really serious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know how to feel about it. Why? We'll see. Oh, I, it's probably gonna be beautiful. The Rock's been in some more serious stuff, like uh, what was it called? Snitch. Oh, skyscraper. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Stop, dude. That <laughs> movie sucked. To be fair, though, it was a serious movie. No, it wasn't. I know we didn't take it seriously, but it was intended <laughs> I don't think to be. anybody who was part of the making of Skyscraper took it seriously. Really? I hope not. Not even the visual effects artists? You think they were just messing around in studio? Did you see how bad it looked? That's that's hard stuff towards their job right there. Did you see how bad it looked when he was out on the window and he's in it's like the big scene from the trailer? It's disgusting. It's better than especially, what I can composite. Especially when movies like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol exist. That's so bogus, though, because they did that for real. Exactly, and that's why when you do that's it fake and you do it terribly fake and it is almost a ripoff of the scene, it's terrible. But you'd probably need double the budget to do the real stuff because you need to have the emergency protocol on staff. You need to have the training. You need to have all the people that would go into making something like that happen in real life instead of just putting them in front of a screen and compositing it. Therefore, I don't know if it was in the budget Therefore, I don't know if it can be justified that they should just do it for real. So, yeah, Robert Zemeckis' new movie looks pretty good. Yeah, it should be interesting. What it's not coming out for a while, but so technically his new movie is Marwin. So you just said, said looks Marwin good. looks pretty good, dude. <laughs> Quote <laughs> Tyler Moore and put it on the poster. Hey, it looks pretty good. Marwin looks pretty good. All right. 
Next up, I kind of just put it on there for me because I was just trying to get some news stories, interesting stuff. Um, Alex Hirsch, the showrunner and creator of a little animated show called Gravity Falls on Disney Channel. Inked Disney a, XD. No. Inked a Netflix deal for TV and movies, which is very interesting. I don't know if it's just he's going to stick with animation or what, but Gravity Falls is a very underrated show. Very didn't really cater to any specific audience and like much like avatar two seasons and he said the story's done i don't want to make any more and they let it say okay so i'm interested to see he's good yeah it's like about these two kids go over over summer they have to go live with their uncle and in this cabin and kind of like for the summer and then the town's super weird and it deals with like conspiracies and like bigfoot and also like uh super like illuminati stuff and things like that where i don't know it's very interesting show well where it's like on a kid's channel but like in the theme song and everything if you play it backwards you can hear stuff and then there's like flashes of symbols and stuff and it's like they're trying to uncover the mystery of this town and so i dug it because i'm always into like those conspiracy theory stuff even if i don't believe it and uh it was done very well and written very well and so i'm interested to see what he does Yeah, it was because it's, it's short lived. Yeah, yeah, it's recent, short lived, uh, but on purpose, short lived. Probably like 2012, 2013. And this kind of just brings up an interesting point about Netflix is going after these talented people. Like we see it with the Hell or High Water guy. We see it with, um, uh, what's his name? Green. Orson Welles. Orson Welles, very creative well, guy. I like that they're going after the creators and not just a single project. I think that's yeah. interesting. It's an interesting model as far I mean, Netflix is pretty yeah, much Yeah, their the deal first. with Adam Sandler is killer. But hold on. It is for it's, Netflix. It's the first of their, like Netflix is kind of the first of its kind. It's like the pinnacle of the streaming services as far as public. Do you guys know how many people perception. are subscribed to Netflix? Uh, five. More, more than, than Amazon Prime? It's over 300 million. Is it more? Is it? Time out. Is it more than Amazon Prime? Does is that anyone 30 have billion a month? <laughs> <laughs> Did I do the math wrong? Is it more than Amazon Prime? Are you asking, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. I think it's the most subscribed to thing ever, it seems like. It's pretty wild. And I agree with you. It's interesting that they're betting on creators instead of projects. And I feel like that's what they... Because they're getting some talented people underneath their umbrella. Alf- uh, Alfonso Caron. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good model. I think we'll have to obviously wait and see over the course of like the next 10 years. I can't wait for Bright 2. <laughs> God, this only, is not turning out good. Only 2 million of its 300 million subscribers are uh, still subscribed to ordering DVDs. Only what? They still order the DVDs. Yeah, how, how many? many? Do they have? 2 million out of 300. That's still, That's good still a lot of people that I, I feel know, like should like just quit. One per- less than 1% of their total. Because it's stupid. <laughs> Streaming is way better than, I don't know, than having to deal with discs. Yeah. You're right. right. I mean, that's pretty much a given. But Well, let's go back to, uh, so some guy's making a cool show or a movie on Netflix. Well, TV, TV or film. He just inked a deal. So mm-hmm. he gets to create. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Nick has no regard for we're the podcast. Ha- we're having a terrible podcast, and he pulls out his phone and blasts something. Are you kidding? All right, good I would say terrible. It's just a quick one. We got some fun topics. But, yeah, creative stuff. We'll see what happens from all the creators that Netflix is getting involved with. Hopefully, we actually get some good stuff out of it instead of um, Bright. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? Bright look good. <laughs> okay, next. I think on. Bright is an interesting concept. Bright we'll sucked.
Didn't even see it. It sucked. Next. It was bad. Emma, Emma Watson joins Greta Gerwig's Little Women. To replace Emma Stone. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Replace Emma with Emma, dude. Perfect. Replace the better Emma with the lesser Emma. Well, they, just, they probably just took the contract. That's debatable. Acting-wise? Sure, why not? I don't think it's you debatable. I think that's debatable acting-wise. Emma Watson's pretty there and good. I, she's, I, I threw she's up good. a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Well, Emma Stone just had more opportunities in like Emma more. Stone is better. It's debatable. Objectively, <laughs> I think Oscar. I think that's unfair though, because I feel like when you're like an A-list actor or actress like that, you have a say in what pro- projects you pick, and if you're picking shitty ones, yeah, that opens up the public to say you're not a better actor. It's not p- shitty, but I think Beauty and the Beast doesn't have the same range that you know La La Land or Birdman or these movies that Emma Stone's been phenomenal in. It's not like what about the bling th- ring? Then that was a good uh, A24 choice. I didn't see that one. Yikes. Then pick better projects. <laughs> Why are you guys so mad? In the same calendar year. I just think Emma Stone's no. eyes are too far apart, okay? No. <laughs> In the same calendar year, Emma's, uh, Emma Watson picked The Circle while Emma Stone picked La La Land. What are you going to do? They picked a better Oscar? project. They're a better actress that Flop. year. We'll see. Emma Watson, I'm sure, will do fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know why I'm being mad. I like Emma Watson, Jeez. too. I I would just I just got offended that you said I got offended. Emma Watson's <laughs> better than Emma Stone. I got offended by the she hasn't done as much good stuff. But when you're a list, you have no other excuse except you're picking bad. When you projects. do Harry Potter and the doors will open wide open for you. Hey, she's good in Harry Potter. Exactly, the doors open for you. Also, I, not a lot demanded out of her in that role. I'll say that. I like Harry Potter. I think they're good movies. Wow, bold claim there. <laughs> I think that they're great. I want a Lightning Thief Netflix series directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve. Next. <laughs> Why would you say that? You always say his name. No, I want a t- single podcast. <laughs> you say this should be directed by Denis Villeneuve. Batman Beyond, time. shot by Deacons, directed by Denis. That gets brought up every week, too. Written by Jonathan Nolan. I love Roger Deakins, but I wonder... No, it would work. Let, we got to get to the next topic. Boys. No, this is the last news topic. Oh, okay. And I wanted to talk about... Greta Gerwig's Little Women because it's having a stacked cast. Yeah, it looks remake. Great. remake, remake. That's what that poster was. It was when it's we just a different, different Little Women. Yeah, I'm sure Greta Gerwig's will probably be better. I think it may be a bold claim to say that um, it uh, would be a better movie. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop Nick? dragging the pen across your leg. It's making a noise. I'm getting distracted on this podcast. <laughs> No one, you I can't heard even hear too. it on the I freaking thing. Too, yeah, just stop, dude. I'm trying to focus on cinema. Nick's okay. stalling the podcast out with the phone blaring. And now this. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Okay. A uh, little thing that I'm just going to add on to the news is that the Venice Film Festival is going on, so sh- we should be getting some first impressions of multiple movies from Roma to uh, Suspiria to um, First Man. First Man to The Other Side of the Wind. So wow. that we're just starting award season here soon. So a couple bangers right off the bat. Let's just get excited and listen to some first things, even though it's going to inflate expectations for every movie ever released. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. But that leads in uh, to only two trailers we're going to talk about this week. I say we start off with The Other Side of the Wind, the Orson Welles picture that Netflix acquired. I don't know the whole story behind it, but it's like an unreleased movie of his that Netflix was able to discover. It looks absolutely insane. And I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. I, I hope he wins Best Director and they bring out his casket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but it looks amazing. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, really cool that Netflix is out here 
I mean, they have all the money in the world, so they may as well just go out there and just buy these random. Is Orson Welles dead? Correct. He died in 1985. <laughs> How do you make a movie? It. All right. Next movie. No, I'm kidding. He made it in the past, and it was unreleased. Hmm. I bet it's not going to be very good. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Yeah, because old movies can't be good, right, Tyler? Oh my God! <laughs> what did Nick turn it into? It yeah, on come on. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. It just—I don't know. You're when you're taking old footage that wasn't—he never—he must have never put it all together. It must have been like a project he worked on or something, and then never finished. And I think he directed it, and they have all the footage. And, and what Netflix the, and just someone edited, and it. they got a new editor, and they. They had the script probably on hand, and I bet because it hasn't come out in so long, it's probably never again. We'll see. Okay, I mean, we'll see. I think that the trailer is very well done. Yeah, I trailer's did, great. Yeah, that's true. We'll see uh, first impressions here at the Venice Film Fest mm-hmm. over in uh, Venice, Venice, Venice Beach, Italy. Roma is premiering yes. uh, tonight. I think I'm really excited for that. I that's think one of your most anticipated, isn't it? Nick? It's one of them. I would say it's maybe in the top ten. It's not top five. Oh, yes, what's yesterday five. you said number that was your most anticipated movie of the year. You know that, right? Roma. Yeah, you said that yesterday. Did I really? Because I didn't it mean right it. Now. You're are you lying? You're lying right now on the podcast. Hold on. You said it to we us can't. out loud. Are you being for real? Hundred <laughs> percent. Because I actually want to know if I did. You did. Okay. Well, I didn't mean it. <laughs> no. What What's your top five then? Top five as of yesterday. Spit them. After as of yesterday, first man's number one. As of yesterday, it's number one. Before Bec- what was it before? Um, <laughs> probably a beautiful boy. It's just beautiful boy. <laughs> hey, can I go look at a list really fast of upcoming releases? Yeah, sure. What's your most anticipated before <clears throat> we get into this next trailer? Uh, in no particular order, Mandy, Suspiria, First Man. Those three for sure. I don't know what else is coming out towards the end of the year. I'm going to say big. First Man. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Beautiful Boy. I'm going to say sure. Boy Erased. Whatever. I'm going to say Widows. Widows. I'm I heard the say, buzz isn't great, though. Really? Mm-hmm. That hurts. Why would you tell me that? <clears throat> I mean, I guess since the first man buzz is good, I guess one of my just, anticipated movies that's the bomb. Just don't get your expectations too high for okay. Widows. Um, I lost my train of thought. Suspiria. Very 100%. interested in Suspiria. Life Itself. Very interested in that. Which one is that? Is that the Peter Dinklage one? No, that's the one. Life itself is like, um, it's written by the This Is Us guy and directed by him, I think. So it's an emotional story. And it kind of chronicles like this whole family through generations, I think. Okay. It's like, it's Oscar Isaac, Olivia Wilde. I mean, sold. Yep. And from the trailer, I like the trailer, but it could be one of those movies where it's like very Oscar baity And and it doesn't quite click. But it was on that one a list of scripts and the peop- blacklist yeah and people like all, all i see on reddit whenever a trailer comes out or new news they say like this was one of the best scripts i've ever read in recent memory so we'll see people said that about passengers as well and that got messed up in the actual filmmaking portion so we'll see but it's the same writer as the director i'm pretty sure so usually they have an idea for what they want to do all right i think i'm ready <clears throat> okay. all right just interrupt our conversation i think it goes first man beautiful boy mid 90s yeah. Uh, then probably Roma. Oh, oh, Roma's on my list too. And Hold the Dark. <sighs> and uh, maybe Hold the Dark is on my list. Maybe Hold the Dark or Mandy in that f- five spot. 
kind of rotating in and out. It's all. So, so you said Roma wasn't in your top uh, uh, five, and then you put it in your top five. Because discuss. I can't. Because I don't have a good list here. I'm trying to look up a list, and I can't find anything of just because they're just. What about Suspiria? Suspiria is in top ten. But you said that about Roma, and then all of a sudden it's in your top five. The, wait, no, wait, wait. What on, about a, what about Hereditary 4K on Tuesday on, next Did you guys week? know this? That there's a Nosferatu movie coming out directed by Robert Eager? Yeah. That's his next movie. I don't think it's coming out this year. The poster looks terrifying. Let, Let me see, see it. it. That's fake. No, 2019. Yeah, no. I know, I know it's real. I think the poster isn't real. Wait, wait, wait. There's a Narnia coming out? No. All right, stop. Can we move on to the next topic, please? First I man. I'll talk about the trailer. The first man trailer. It's uh, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie. the The buzz that it's getting out of uh, Venice is awesome. People are saying great stuff. People are saying the moon sequence is one of the most astounding things ever on screen. I can't wait to see it. I think that the first man trailer two could win best picture, at the <laughs> picture and it could sweep away five, six more Oscars. <laughs> Okay. I'm not kidding. But like the, uh, I, I, I know you're not kidding. I talked about, like, I, I know people are gonna just doubt me on this, but they, they want to see me fall. But I'll rise right here. I was talking to Nate yesterday when watching the trailer, and I was talking about the cinematography and how good it looks. And I was saying that like Linus Sandgren, you can definitely tell he tried out some like Emmanuel Lubisky type. I mean, I don't want to say ripped right from Emmanuel Lubisky, but definitely like the same style of like perspective with like on a wide angle type type setup. And um, I heard there's a lot of uh, close ups though as well. Yeah, yeah, and it just looks amazing. I think that the score the score gave me goosebumps. Justin Hurwitz, dude, I, worked together forever with Damien. Please, only time I've ever gotten goosebumps on a trailer this year. Is from Lady Gaga's voice. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, getting that also got an incredible review. Can't I can't wait I, for that. I know. That oh, that's good. in top since ten the, for since me. the first trailer I was on board for that movie. That's definitely I just want to get another look at you. <laughs> just another look at you. <laughs> Bradley Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, I believe. No, he directed Burnt. Did he direct it? Mm-hmm. Unlucky move for that. But I, going back to First Man, yeah. I think it looks incredible. <laughs> Score gave me goosebumps. I think it, as so far, as far as trailers go, it definitely looks like it'll probably be one of the best shot movies of the year. Um, Damien Chazelle back at it again with the number one most anticipated movie for me. Going back to, to La La Land. Just crazy stuff. Really excited. We'll probably go to Navy Pier to see that one. We have to. We're I'll not s- probably. We are. I will see it multiple times. I'll drag my family members to the theater. I'll, uh, my girlfriend's already down to go see it. It's just going to be a good time watching that about seven times and giving them about uh, $100 at the box office. Free. Well, a- AMC A-list. Sponsor A-list, us. Yeah. A-list, if you want to sponsor <laughs> us, drop a zero-star review on the podcast. <laughs> Why do you always say that? Anyways, um... Okay, Nate Talon coming in with his opinions on the first man trailer. I'm going to get it out of the way. Damien Chazelle's number one fan ever. (laughs) (laughs) Whiplash La La Land in my top ten favorite movies ever. And I feel like it's going down a similar road, and I pray that it is, to my feelings about La La Land, where I saw the first trailer. I was like, this looks amazing. I didn't even know it was a musical at that point. I said, Mm -hmm. I saw Whiplash. I was like, I'm in. And then... It started getting these buzzes. I heard musical. I heard best movie I've ever seen. I heard greatest movie of the year and all this stuff. And then I started to say, oh, no, my expectations are getting too high. I can't believe it. And then I cried at the end of La La Land, not because it was sad, but because it met my expectations and even exceeded them to like, (laughs) I couldn't believe I watched this movie. Now, 
we have first man. I see the first trailer. I'm like, okay. I wanted to hear a little bit of that Justin Hurwitz score in there, and I just heard a lot of Hans Zimmerisms of the and then all of a sudden you hear the. I'm like, I'm in. As soon I was watching the trailer, I saw it. It was like 10 minutes ago, posted on Reddit. I was like, click. But I texted before I even watched it. I said, new first man trailer. Um, and then it keeps going. It goes like about 30 seconds before the score kicks in. And as soon as it does, I was like. We we got another one, boys. We got another movie, and the the it's premiered at Venice. The reviews are astounding for it. There was one negative review on Rotten Tomatoes already. Really? But they said that they feel like it delves too much and gives too much uh, outstanding stuff to Neil Armstrong when he was kind of like a low key hero when he didn't like play it up at all or anything. So, it's so they're too talking much style or su- not yeah. substance, but like they're talking about the movie not following what real life or was. It, yeah, it kind of like blows the whole thing. Oh, but I don't know. Like I can, I can see where they come from where it's like Neil Armstrong really probably wouldn't want a giant blockbuster made about him. He's that type of dude. Yeah, they kind of. Well, give he's it. dead, so he can't decide. No, I'm kidding. And like the scary he thing is, is dead, no, he, he said that so loud. Neil Armstrong died. Yeah, like two years ago. Are you? T- do you know that for sure? Look it up, because I don't think he's dead, dude. Did um, he die? Dude, I swear to God. If you do, uh, if you do Neil A backwards, it's Alien. He he did die. When? 2012. Ryan Gosling kind of looks like him a little bit. Buzz Aldrin is ga- great casting. Corey Stoll. Yeah, great cast. Yeah, he died. He died 2012, dude. I'm correct on this one. <laughs> Congrats, dude. But I'll be straight up with you. Super excited for this. Movie. Yeah, but I'm saying most it's anticipated. Get, it's getting scary for me because I'm hearing all these buzzwords. I'm hearing everything. Someone said, and I don't know if I want to tell you this because it's a pretty grandiose Say statement. Say it. Someone in a review said this does for space movies what Saving Private Ryan did for war movies. That's what they said. So we'll see. I'm excited. I think Damien Giselle can do no wrong. I, he has well, 10 tickets bought instantly. He announces a movie. I buy. Exactly. I buy 10 tickets day here's one. Here's the thing. You don't have to think he can do no wrong right now because according to his track record, he hasn't. All right. What a statement. Okay. Right. I did watch Guy and Madeline on a park bench, though. Fell a little short, but it was a thesis film, so you can't okay. really decide everything. First man. We all agree. Going to be great. I next hope week. I hope it's great. We got a lot of stuff to talk about still. Go to the next one. Uh, no more trailers. Moving on to movies that we There watched. wasn't a second trailer? We talked about it. Oh, Orson that's right. Wells, we started yeah. with the Orson Welles one. Okay. Can, um, I, can I ask you guys a question really fast? Did you know that there's a movie coming out with Kit Harington and yeah, Natalie Portman? Yeah, yeah. Called, it's directed by Xavier Dolan. Is yeah. it coming out this year or next yeah, year? Yeah, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Death and Life of John F. Donovan. Yeah, two pre- hours and seven minutes long. Has it premiered? No, I don't think so. But Why? It's like it's up there on most anticipated. It's on the Letterbox. highest one, or it was for a while. It, it's second now, uh, behind Avengers: Infinity War Part Two. Get I, this though. Get, I, get I heard of it, but I don't. It hasn't. Listen premiered. to this cast. Listen to this cast: Kit Harington, Natalie Portman, Susan Saradon, Kathy Bates, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. It's, it's gonna stacked. be good. That's and then there's so much more. I mean, I mean, Bella Thorne's in it. That's kind of a big name for marketing. I I I like Kit Harrington. I don't think he's been proven himself outside of Game of Thrones. I wish the best for him. 
Yeah, I don't think... That's why I hope that this movie does well. In all honesty, I think he's one of those actors that I'm not sure if he'll... Unless this is good, but I don't think as of right now he'll make it past the Game of Thrones hump. Good thing he made uh, $4 billion off Game of Thrones, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. We're not talking about personal wealth and him financially. We're talking about his career in acting, his field. His legacy, which is Jon Snow forever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, did you watch anything this week? So, guys, busy week for Nicktown. Yes over or here. no? Uh, I watched Minding the Gap again, but right, we'll, t- we'll we talked talk about that enough. Week. We'll talk to you next week. That's so mean of you. I'm going to chime in on the movies that I've seen that you guys saw this week. All right. Uh, first off, Nate and I watched Spider-Man 2. One of my favorite movies. I don't Incredible care movie. It is the best Spider-Man movie, hands down. Absolutely. It is the best comic book movie, in my opinion. Whoa, it's the best it changed. One. It's the best one. It changed. It was number two. Now it's number one. It um everything about it is good. It's perfect. It nails exactly what a superhero is, what they would have to deal with, um, how they can evolve. It's incredible. It, it as a Spider Man fan, it captures exactly what I want what I would want to see from a Spider Man movie. And that's kind of why it's one of my favorite movies, is like I'm not looking at it from a pure filmmaking perspective, which I think is done really well in this movie. I'm looking at how much enjoyment I get out of this movie watching this movie, and since Spider Man means so much to me. It's awesome to see a movie that perfectly captures how I feel about the character and absolutely nails it, nails the action. We watched the 2.1 or whatever, and some some of the scenes that are at it are a little whack, but it's the, okay. Uh, oh, therapy. Ah, therapy. therapy. <laughs> Great line. Good job, Toby. But the extended train sequence, uh, it's amazing. Train sequence is going down as one of the best superhero Doc things Ock's ever. Birth in the uh, awesome in the, in the hospital. Hospital when he kills everybody. It's very amazing. Sam Raimi esque. Yep, and it's awesome. It's the swinging is done excellently. The way Spider Man moves is perfect. There's some choppy CG sometimes, but I was impressed with the train stuff, especially like the CG. It's still pretty seamless. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Also, when he lands on the train and he does the typical Spider-Man pose, you know what? You cry a little bit. You think this is beautiful and nothing will ever top this in my life. And you get a little sad and you go through a little. I think what I think is sad that people, I think people forget how good it is. And then they say that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming or even the Mark Wilde ones are better. And I think they just haven't taken the time to watch it recently because it, it holds up so well. The villain is the best villain in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina is great, yep. and he has a great. They treat him good arc. They give him the best story of any of the villains, and um, his relationship with Mary Jane in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's really great. I love the the ending, the reveal yep. to her. It's great. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. And then she's like, "I think I've always known." Yeah, perfect. Also, um, yeah, I don't know. It's different. Where I feel like. You're right. People haven't watched in a while, so they think like Spider-Man: Homecoming is the best one. I don't. If you say Amazing Spider-Man, the, those movies is better than Spider-Man Two. You, you. I don't know what's wrong, but you know, film is film is subjective, so yeah. I'm not gonna judge. But I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, but Spider-Man: Homecoming, it may be different based on the Spider-Man that you love, because Spider-Man: Homecoming is very Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, this is they they're clearly working off of the amazing fantasy number 15 that type of spider-man in these sam raimi movies and i like it even gives me some of the the 90s cartoon that style of spider-man which is kind of what i grew up with i do like spider-man homecoming i think it's good i think it ranks three in my uh spider-man movies um i just like spider-man when he's working on his own and he has to figure out his own way to solve the problems that's why i like the end of homecoming the best when he's back in the homemade suit i don't like when tony stark is there holding his hand the whole time 
really don't like that at all. In this movie, the whole thing is him struggling with being Spider-Man. I love my favorite part about Spider-Man is how Peter Parker's life sucks and he trades everything. Like he, he says, since he has such a strong response, belief and responsibility, he has to be Spider-Man, but he gives up having a normal life and having a good life as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And I love how this movie shows that. And it's even interesting because like the whole second act of the movie, we, we don't even see Spider-Man. He's just not Spider-Man anymore. And he's just Peter Parker, and he says, I'm Spider-Man. No, no more. No more. No more. I love it, man. I agree. And then, I mean, you get a great shot of uh, J.K. Simmons in the Spider-Man suit on his desk, which awesome. is all you all And you that's only in the extended edition. All you could ask for. watched it. Um, and then after that, we watched Spider-Man 3. So let's, let's talk about it a little bit shorter. Um, listen, it's real simple. It's not as bad as people say it is. There's still a lot of style to it. You can tell Sam Raimi still cared and tried and put in the effort. Um, where the movie falls apart is Venom. Um, the whole last, the the way the ending happens, it happens really fast, and Venom's wasted, obviously. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff with Spider-Man in the black suit, amazing, yep. incredible. Some of the best Spider-Man stuff that Sam Raimi did. Some it's of awesome. the, some of the like I the suit when he like the part when he wakes up in the suit is amazing and then it ends and then you get this stupid line that I hate. Which one? When he's like, well, this is something else. Like, dude, you just have this new suit and you don't, like, you got to have some better reaction yeah. than that. And they played it off as like a joke, which is whatever. <laughs> but then as soon as, I I, real, I recognize it instantly. It was from like, there's a good chunk of the movie where it's like going along and it's decent. It's not as good as Spider-Man Two, but it's I'd say middle. it's I'd say it's comparable mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. the first half of Spider-Man One, where it's still building the character. And then when um, he breaks up with Mary Jane, that's falls when the movie apart. falls apart completely. Yep. It's almost insane how bad the movie gets. There's a lot of bad parts after that. Although I do love the scene when uh, Peter goes and fights Harry in his yeah, I room, love that and then neither yeah. are in their suits. Yep. Oh, what's the matter? Is Gobby Jr. Gobby gonna, Jr. Cry? gonna cry? Great line. Awesome. I love that great Spider-Man reflex moment where he grabs the bomb and throws it back. Um, yeah, I think James Franco's interesting in this movie. Yeah, they definitely gave him a weird. So good. How's the pie? So good. <laughs> that they, line is so good. They gave him a weird story in this. Yeah, one. for sure. And they play with the mind loss cliche that is so bizarre that it goes back to the exact moment that it needed to go back to in order to have a decent. Thing. Um, it, it it's for me. It comes down to I don't think it was bad enough to where they can't. They should have. Yeah, it's the weird. It's easily they could have come back and still made a, a good movie. Sure, they couldn't have used Venom or made Venom good anymore. But there's Spider-Man still is a great rogues gallery. They could have chosen from, and there still could have been compelling stories to tell yep. with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi behind the camera. I just miss. I feel like the newer Spider-Man movies don't have the same kind of style that Sam Raimi's did. Mm-hmm. They just feel kind of blah. Yeah, I agree. There is a lot of style, a lot of heart put into them. Amazing Spider-Man, all I can say about those movies is you can tell a studio is behind them instead of like the heart and soul. And then Homecoming is some sort of weird blend where you can tell some things are forced in. Mm-hmm. And then, because like, I feel like if they, because I love the idea that they were pitching with Homecoming, like a coming of age story with Spider-Man. I was like, great. And I feel like, they could have dove into that way more instead of just it's like a thin layer, which is like <laughs> what mo- the best Marvel movies are the ones when they delve like dive into that stuff. Like you have Guardians of the Gam- Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a space opera mm-hmm. comedy. They completely dive into that. Winter Soldier completely dives into being a spy thriller. Where like a lot of these, it's very thin layers of like 
Iron it's Man just, 3 p- dealing with PTSD, and there's like two scenes of it, and then you get... It, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, where I feel like the best ones are when they dive into it, so we'll see what happens with the future Marvel movies. Um, I, I, yeah, Homecoming is just lacking a little something for me, and Spider-Man 2 shows it up, and then Spider-Man 3, the biggest thing that I can say about it is it's just disappointing. Coming off of one of my favorite movies, you go into this. I w- will say it's not as bad as people think. If you like the other Spider-Man movies, the some of the stuff that people complain about in this, like the campy lines and stuff, those are in the other ones. It's the same style, like you mm-hmm. said. It's just narratively in the third act, it completely falls apart with yeah. Venom. Venom is so bad. It's, it's not as unfathomable well how bad they <laughs> they completely missed the mark. And it's not Sam. It is Sam Raimi's fault, but it's not because he said he didn't know how to adapt the character properly. And they said, if you want people to like this movie, you, you better it. put Venom yeah. in. Uh, and this, all the what I forgot to say about Spider-Man Three, the Sandman stuff is also great. His, the birth the, of Sandman birth is scene, one of the best scenes in the trilogy. I actually like the conclusion of the movie, uh, where Peter lets him go and stuff. Oh, overall, I still enjoy watching Spider-Man Three as much or more than some MCU movies, some a, a lot of the DC EU movies. When people say Spider-Man Three is one of the worst comic book movies, yeah. I completely disagree. Yeah, it's I'll, not, com- I'll compare. It's just not I'll as good as lo- Spider-Man One and Two. Exactly. I'll compare it to like lower tier MCU movies for sure. Where yeah, like. Like, let's say, what can I say? Like, Captain America 1. Like, I can watch that movie and be like, okay, that's the exact yeah. way I feel about Spider-Man 3 now. Yes, hand I, raised. I feel like with Spider-Man 3, everyone's a little bit different than what their mind uh, goes to when they think about the movie. But I can't help but think about the scene where he gets the He's dancing. No. Oh, the symbiote, when he wakes up. I love that. I think that was perfectly executed. Music and everything. But other than that... Other, the score in Spider-Man 3 is tremendous. Mm-hmm. That's also very But good. other than that, my mind just lingers at the dancing scene and the, yep. give, me, give me a little bit of this or whatever it is. You know what I mean? In the period, now take home this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. bad. I agree. There's some, there's some really bad stuff, but... There's some good stuff. But yeah, when, sure. when I was a kid and... Uh, spoiler, oh, I loved it. Spoiler alert. When I was a kid and James Franco dies at the end almost cried yeah when it was, i was it like, was a heart wrencher yeah all right uh nate did you watch anything other than what we saw last night uh yeah i saw how's moving castle uh i think it's probably my favorite out of the miyazaki movies it's a lot more so far fun- that you've seen yeah exactly and uh it's a lot more funny than mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be like there's a lot of comedy like all over it they kind of don't take themselves too seriously there's some serious parts in it uh, and so far, it's the most beautiful one I've seen because it deals with a lot of magic, mm-hmm. a lot of giant cities and stuff like that that are fantastical. So they get to have a lot of free reign on that stuff. I loved it. I loved how whimsical it was. A lot of the comedy landed for me. Um, also, good dub. Christian Bale does a good job. Josh Hutcherson plays like it's like young Josh Hutcherson playing this little kid. Um, Billy Crystal, great casting for him. You should when you watch it, you'll see I like Billy Crystal. The he plays like this little fire demon guy. Excellent dude. Okay. It's it's hilarious. Um yeah, and I, I kinda like like I said, like we got Princess Mononoke, which was like a mm-hmm. fantastical epic, and then we got um Grave of the Fireflies, very realistic. So this was thing. a little lighter. Yeah, it was like I feel cool. like it's probably more in the vein of like a Totoro or yeah. um Spirited Away. So okay. now I'm very interested to see those movies that I haven't seen yet. So Okay. That's why I like all the all this guy's stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. There's yeah. a reason why people put him at such high regard. I'm excited to see Spirit Away in the theaters for sure. Uh, anything else? Was that it? Uh, that's all I saw. I think. Okay, uh, I saw Predator. First time ever seeing the whole movie from start to finish. Uh, it's awesome. It builds great um, suspense. 
Um, all the characters are super fun. It's um, it's like a perfect '80s movie. Arnold is great. The finale is great. I, it makes me excited to see the new one. Honestly, um, loved it. Also saw Hugo Martin Scorsese. Uh, really impressed that he directed this because it's so different from mm-hmm. everything I've seen from him before. I haven't seen Silence, um, but this just seems like he had a lot more heart and sincerity to tell like a family fun adventure yeah. movie that I didn't think he could do. And it's great. Uh, it's the cinematography is gorgeous. The production design is one of the best parts of the movie. Everything looks awesome. The performances are good and the story's good, especially if you love films, it's kind of cool. his ode to cinema Paradiso. So I loved it. Um, and then the granddaddy of them all, uh, Nate and I saw the return of the King last night in, in theaters. theaters, extended edition, can I explain why I didn't see it really fast? No, nobody cares. Come on. Time commitment. Nick didn't have enough time to watch the previous two movies before watching this movie. Nick's on a, Monday. Nick's a loser and a bad friend he didn't go with. Anyway. Bad friend so, disease. Uh, Return of the King on the big screen. Um, it's It's got to be one of the best movie-going experiences ever. It really is. It's so epic. Every scene, every speech, every line, it's great. And it plays so well in the movie theater. It was designed for people to see it on the biggest screen possible, and I loved every second. Yeah. Uh, first time watching this one. I've seen the other two first. I can see the hype that was brought up about this thing. Uh, four hours long. Honestly, didn't feel that long to me. It felt as long as the other ones were, because especially since I didn't see it, I was kind of interested to see what happens next, even though I knew some of like the major things. Yeah. But it's like it's such a part of pop culture that there's no way that you don't know about it now. Um, awesome all around. Definitely you have the grandiose scale. I think I may like the Helm's Deep better battle better than these mm-hmm. movies because it's a little bit more like you don't know. Yeah. Like this, they could lose right now. This one, you know that everyone's going to just... This is the grand conclusion of the heroes winning and everything. Love all the characters. My favorite line is between Gimli and Legolas when they're talking at the end. I love that so much. Um, How about side by side with a friend? friend. That I can do. (laughs) It's so good. And then um, Aragorn's awesome. Great great conclusion to all these characters' arcs. Um, Lots of beautiful shots, especially at the end with when they're by the volcano. I don't want to spoil anything for Nick because he hasn't seen mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the yeah, movie. Yeah, so when they're when uh, Frodo's by the volcano, like that stuff looks beautiful. Um, all the battle stuff looks pretty good. Some of the CG is a little wonky, as like as you could expect yeah. from it. Yeah. But I think it holds up well. Like these, giant- It's all good enough. There's nothing, there's no CG in it that's bad enough that takes me out of the movie. There's a couple shots where you go, oh yeah, there's some stuff in this movie that's CG. Mm-hmm. Not everything's real, but it's... It's certainly still good enough to keep you engaged. And uh, one of the things that I kept hearing about this movie going in is about how it like ends 15 times. And going in, um, I was kind of like, well, yeah, it's got to wrap up everyone's arcs, like you yeah. were saying. Like, But it kind of started to weigh on me a little bit because after one ending, I don't want to give too many details, but it's like during a ceremony. Yeah. And one of the main characters says a line, and it almost got me. <laughs> I was choked up a little bit where I was like, what an adventure we were on. <laughs> yeah. And then everything after that didn't hit as hard. So I was just kind of like, okay, let's get to let's get to the end. That's fair. Um f- like we said, we were like, we understand Elijah Wood's acting for like a lot of this movie. Fell flat for me in the end, where I thought I it could have been a little mm-hmm. bit more emotional. When um, that's my biggest flaw at the movie is that last scene. Yeah. Just his stuff. Sam's yeah. great. Sam, still, he's what a great performance from. He should have won Best Supporting Actor for that movie. Honestly, also Ian McKellen. I can't carry I've, it for you, but I can carry you. <laughs> oh, every time, man, it's so good. And then Gandalf elevates every single scene that he's in, <laughs> like 
that's what like he's outstanding and <clears> I'm, i'll cry in the in memoriam when they're, they're gonna play his line they're gonna do the uh wait whose line uh ian mckellen gandalf his one of his lines in lord of the rings is all that you have to decide is what to do with the time you are given and that's the line that they'll play when. When does he die? Oh my God! <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> never. On the planet. Hopefully he lives forever and yeah. he just keeps getting reincarnated as. Uh, Hopefully when Ian they, when they the remake White. Lord of the Rings, he's in it still. Yeah, he's, he's still <laughs> Gandalf. He's still. What line will they play when Stan Lee passes on? Do you think? Excelsior or True Believers? All right. I don't know. Uh, they might even just show a picture, like just show a sh- like a bunch of the cameos. I think they might just do that. Um, yeah, awesome experience. Glad I got to see it on the big screen for the first time. Um, hard to decide what my favorite one is. I think, like, in my mind, all together, it's, it's like one. It's one yeah. thing. You have to watch them all in a row. And I'm a big fan of conclusion, so that definitely plays a big part of it. But the Battle of Helm's Deep is legendary. It's so. pretty great. Um, lots of great moments in those movies. Glad I finally got to cap off the trilogy. Hobbit's still disappointing. Uh, some of those movies are trash. Um, I'm not but that's how I'm gonna. That right that's now. how I'm gonna <laughs> leave it. Um, the, I definitely think that it's so impressive the Lord of the Rings movies being made, and I'm glad it got Academy recognition as well. And then um, it's the only movie like that that's ever won or even been well, nominated well, for Best Picture. It shows that the popular thing is stupid because that was yeah. the most popular. It's like if it's a one movie of the most popular movies enough, ever made. If a movie is good enough, it can win yeah. the Academy Award. Just make your popular fucking movies better, people. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll delve into it more when the Oscars <laughs> special comes. Also, around, I just wanted to bring up. Um, it's well, time to go. Well, I know it's time to go, but next week we'll have to talk about. Uh, trailer came out just like I'd say maybe an hour ago. With Can you just tell us what it is? Yeah, it's the Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman the police. I will. Uh, I will talk about it right now. Watch the trailer. Looks interesting. Look like it could fall What's flat. It about? Serious. It's about um, a presidential campaign that just completely yeah, blew story. up. Yep, uh, completely blew up. It was up. like he Who was. Cares? It seems like from the trailer he has an affair and the newspaper gets it and he has to call his wife and say, "Hey, there's a story being run tomorrow." And it's like well, J.K. F- Simmons is in it. Hugh oh, Jackman. That, that sounds uh, timely. Famiga. Famiga. Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. Yep. She is a looker. And it, it, it seems like it's, it, I think it's like the first one of like that scale where like a complete campaign blew up because of media and all that stuff. It's called yeah. The Front Runner. I wonder great. why that's coming up. I wonder what the message will Gary be. Gary Hunt affair. Great, great poster, by the way. Did you see the poster? Yeah. It's like his tour bus driving off of a cliff. And then it says, yeah, it looks, gotta, it looks pretty good. I'll yeah. go see it. I'll is be it almost like a dark comedy or just a serious drama? No, no, drama? it's like a drama. It's a drama. Okay. I okay. think it could fall flat, but it could we'll be see. a spotlight. Good cast, good story, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We'll see. Uh, thank you guys so much. A little, like we said, a little bit shorter this week. We got things to do. We're busy. We're recording this on a Thursday as well, so no new releases. I think I'm going to be seeing Searching tomorrow, so I can report back next week with that. I'm excited for it. Um, Nick's pointing at me like we have something to say. Let's go ahead and share it. Nick. Oh, no. Am I going tomorrow? Are you? Where is it at? I'm going with the, uh, the esteemed only guest on the Talent Brothers podcast, Max Burke. Oh, I yeah, want to go. go. Yeah, I'll go see it. You're going to see Breaking Benjamin. So. And Five Feet in Your Death Punch. All right, guys. Thank you so <laughs> much for listening to the podcast. I have been Nick Talon. My brother is also here, Nate Talon. Whoa, and my, whoa, 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 I'm the host. And my other brother, Tyler Bourne. Oh, oh dude. Thanks, man. What a heartwarming conclusion. Happy have Christmas. you guys adopted me? I can't legally do that. We'll be back next week with more movie news, trailers, and new releases. Thank you guys so much for listening and for all the support.